As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We need to stop comparing our offline lives to the curated images and videos that people post online. We need to remember Instagram is simply a highlight reel. I'm Allie Wolf, a TV news reporter taking on my biggest assignment yet motherhood. Get ready to feel inspired and connected as we explore the journey into mom life. This is the Mom's Calling podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mom's Calling. This is episode 15 and it is my second solo episode. I really enjoyed my first episode. It was all about self-care and how we as busy moms, as busy people can take time out of our day, out of our week, out of our lives and really look inwards, do something, some sort of activity that makes you feel good, that centers you and that makes you feel like your best self. So if you haven't, you can go back to that episode and you can listen in on how you can have more self-care. But today feels like an extension of that because we are going to talk all about social media, the good, the bad, the ugly. My intention with this episode is not to bash social media and to say it's all bad. No, I think social media has some amazing benefits to our lives. But what my goal is in this episode is to get you to think differently about your social media use. I want you to think about whether or not the time you're spending on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, wherever you are, how much of that is making you feel good? How much of that is sparking happy thoughts? And how much of it is making you feel bad about yourself or creating anxiety? Take note of how you feel. And not only that, but in this episode at the end, I'm going to give you some options and some ideas on what you can do if your feelings about social media are not completely positive. Maybe you are somebody who has no issues with social media boundaries, and that is great. This might not be the episode for you. But if you ever feel negative when you're on social media or you're scrolling and you're comparing, this episode will be an incredible time for you to check in with yourself. Now, why am I personally interested in talking about this today? Personally, it's something that's been on my mind a lot after having a baby during the pandemic and craving connection and also creating a side hustle and different projects, including this podcast, which I needed social media in order to connect, in order to tell people about what I was doing. However, I also noticed it was increasing my anxiety and it was causing me to compare myself and my life as a mother with other people, strangers who I was looking at on the app. Also, 
I listened to an incredible podcast that I highly recommend. It is called Under the Influence by Joe Piazza, who is awesome. We are now following each other on Instagram. And that is a deep dive at looking into influencers, specifically mommy influencers and sort of the marketing side of Instagram. I recommend listening to that. It'll make you think differently about mommy influencers and this whole new career that is out there because of Instagram. Also, So I read an article in the Wall Street Journal, and it outlined how Instagram is toxic for teen girls. The Wall Street Journal reporters got their hands on some slides that was from some internal meeting or report from Instagram, which is owned by Facebook. And it's all about how Instagram supposedly knew that the app was toxic for teenage girls and not good for their body image and for their mental health. Uh, They use that leaked information for a series of investigative reports. It says that the app made girls feel worse about their bodies and increased their anxiety and depression. So that was a really interesting article. And by the way, Facebook responded to that article saying it was not accurate. But that article and the podcast by Joe Piazza got me thinking about whether Instagram is toxic for moms. And then I also listened to an episode of a podcast that I had never listened to before, Call Your Daddy. I know it's a huge podcast, but in that podcast, the host talks about how she was caught photoshopping and how she, who has millions of followers on Instagram, decided to turn off the comments and the likes on her posts. And I thought that was a really powerful thing because this is somebody who uses Instagram as part of her business. And she cut that off because it was hurting her mental health. And she urged other people to do the same. Another thing that she mentions in that episode of the Call Your Daddy podcast, she talks about how I believe it was her brother who told her, if you are not making money on Instagram, maybe question why you're there. I don't fully agree that you shouldn't be on the app if you're not making money there. I just think that that's a good way to think about it in terms of your time and valuing your time. Your time is money. Whether you work at McDonald's or you are an entrepreneur making $5 million a year, you have an hourly rate. And and if you're going to drain it away on Instagram, it should at least be fun. So that's my perspective on it. By the way, I'm going to link all of those articles and podcasts that I mentioned on my website, awolftv.com. And it's also going to be in the show notes. Wherever you're listening to this, you can find it. I also summed up all of my thoughts on this topic in an article which is published on Today Parenting's website, which is also linked down in the show notes or on my website. So let's get into the show. I'm going to talk about social media and mom life, the good, the bad, the ugly, and then at the end, what to do about it. If you like this show, remember, please, please subscribe and share it with a friend. And if you do have an extra minute, leave me a review that will really help others find the show. I want to tell you about a product I love. It is the Mule Baby Whiteboard, the easiest way for new parents and caregivers to coordinate baby care. You can log feedings, diaper changes, and sleep times. It is reusable. Just stick it to your fridge and start logging. There's also a twin version. Get 10% off your order on Amazon with the code MOMSCALLING. Enjoy! Okay, so I am 32 years old and I am a mom of a one-year-old daughter. If you are anywhere around my age, you probably remember when you joined Facebook and you watched social media grow up because you joined Facebook probably when you still had a MySpace with a top eight and you had to have a college email address to be on. I still remember the summer before starting college at UC Berkeley. I used that email address 
facebook.edu. And I got into Facebook and it was fun. But all of my friends were people I knew. All of my friends were people I wanted to keep track of when I went off to college and we can look at each other's pictures from what we did over the weekend. And it was super fun and great. We used to post what was on our mind. That was literally the prompt. Do you remember? It said, what's on your mind? And then social media quickly evolved and it became a place to get news. It became a place where you were constantly being targeted by ads and products coming at you left and right. So then we get into the world of being a parent on social media. I became a mom during the pandemic. I went from being a very busy reporter who used social media to post about things happening in the news to being a heavy consumer of social media. I had my first baby in September of 2020. It was the peak of the pandemic. And if you were a mom during the pandemic, you also felt this. You are in your house with your child, locked down at home with no in-person baby classes, no mommy and me groups, and no visits from extended family or friends or very limited visits. So if you're anything like me, Instagram became an acceptable way to just pass the time during the hours at home. Personally, I spent so many hours around the clock in a dark room breastfeeding, and I quickly got sucked into using that time to just mindlessly scroll. And when I think about what I was doing when I was scrolling and tapping through Instagram stories, it wasn't that I just wanted a way to pass the time. I was craving connection. I had a baby and I love her so much. But before your baby can talk, it's very hard to be stimulated in an adult way and to feel connected to others. Instagram and social media was the easiest way that I could interact with the outside world. Motherhood is an incredibly trying time. And I think that it is an equalizer for all of us. I think that when we go through something as extreme as postpartum recovery and the newborn phase, it is incredibly comforting to be able to open your phone or your computer and to realize you are not alone. At my fingertips, I had access to experts, different Instagram accounts that had really incredible, valuable information. I learned a lot through Instagram. I learned about baby sleep. I learned about the best products to put on my registry. So here I am at home, learning, scrolling, shopping, benefiting, but also comparing. I realized it's not normal to have access, unlimited access to millions of people outside of the circle of friends and family who you know. And when you have access to so many strangers at your fingertips right there on your phone, it is so hard. It is so hard not to compare your life to what these other moms are posting on their grids and what they are choosing to share. And I really want to repeat that, what they're choosing to share. Because here's the thing, even though Instagram looks like it's real life, what you are seeing is curated. It may look like people are sharing their messy moments or their flaws, but let's be honest, you're only seeing about a minute out of somebody's 24 hours of their day and you know what you're going through. So you are aware of your real, your raw, your messy moments, the really low moments that every new mom faces in the middle of the night when you had no sleep and you feel like you don't know what you're doing, those moments, nobody's sharing those. So you compare those moments that you have to what you see on Instagram, no matter how real it may seem. 
It's not. If I've learned one thing from all of my interviews with podcasts is nobody really knows what they're doing and has it that together. A lot of the photos that you are seeing on social media are staged or imperfect lighting. We need to stop comparing our offline lives to the curated images and videos that people post online. We need to remember Instagram is simply a highlight reel. It is a glossy magazine version of reality. So when I started feeling this anxiety after looking at all of the influencers and friends and people that I followed and saw on my screen, I realized that I was comparing myself to them as much as I thought I wasn't on a deep level. I was, I thought it was better for my mental health for me to pull back a little bit. It simply felt like I was eating too much junk food and I needed to just clean up my diet a bit, add in some kale and some spinach. That's the best comparison I can come up with. Quick break to talk to you about planners, specifically the Baby Steps printable planners on Etsy, which come with checklists to keep you organized every step of the way. From pregnancy and baby showers to postpartum and mom life, there's even a planner for recipes and meal prep. They are simple, fun, and affordable. Check out the Baby Steps shop on Etsy and use the code MOMSCALLING for 15% off. So what do you do about it? If you related to anything I just said, I want to bring it home here and talk about what we can do about it. How can we create boundaries, routines, and breaks from social media? And how can stepping away from social media create space for better things to come into our lives in that time we would be spending on our phones. I have some ideas for what you can do and where you can start if you feel you need to take some time away from your phone. First, I want to say you, of course, can go into your phone settings and you can change the brightness. You can put screen time limits, all of that. But I'm talking about things that you can do in your behavior not inside your phone. Because personally, that doesn't work for me. It becomes more of a game. And then I'm in my phone focusing on notifications. And that just didn't work for me personally. So a couple notes on boundaries. First, think about your day and when you have time in your day when you want to turn off. So start with one portion of the day. So if it's the morning, you say, okay, when I wake up, I'm not grabbing my phone. So replace it. Do something else. For me personally, I wake up, I go turn on the coffee, grab my coffee, I am going to do something creative and productive. So you section off the time in the morning before you start responding, responding, responding. You just create and you do the thing that makes you happy. You do your self-care. Another thing that you can do is you can create a boundary sometime in the evening. I think personally, the evenings are a great way to start. Think about what you could be doing instead in the evenings and what time you are spending after you get off work, after maybe your children are asleep. Is there a section of time in your evening that you can turn off? What time do you want to put your phone down before bedtime? Can you do it an hour before bedtime? Maybe two hours, maybe three, four, maybe five. Here's another idea. Maybe you can put your phone on the charger whenever you're ready to start your relaxation. Maybe it's before dinner. Maybe it's after dinner. Put your phone on the charger. Don't have it with you. Only go to check your phone to make sure there's no emergencies. So having your phone live in a certain place after a certain time can also create boundaries and a bit of a separation. And that can create that routine and space for you to fill your evening with something different. Maybe you want to start reading. Maybe you want to start cooking dinner and 
taking the time that you would spend sitting on the phone and then ordering takeout to instead cook a home-cooked meal. Finally, I want to talk about taking full-on breaks. Could you do this? Is there a day of the week that you just don't need to be checking social media? For me, it started out on Sundays. I wanted to spend Sundays with my family all day. So I started with that. And then I decided, you know what? I don't really need to be on on Saturday either. So I stopped looking at social media on my phone. And I try not to look at it on my computer either from Friday night until Monday morning. I have found that taking space from social media makes me more intentional with how I use it. I'm more in tune with how I feel when I'm on the app because I know what it feels like to be away from it. So I want to wrap things up here and say social media is an incredible way for us to connect with loved ones, to meet new people, to share ideas, to build a business, to connect with people who are going through specific and similar situations like pregnancy, like postpartum. However, when you are comparing and when you are thinking negative thoughts while you are on your phone, on social media, take note of those thoughts and maybe take a step back. Just like a healthy diet, when you've been eating too much junk food, when you're not feeling great, you know it's time to start having some green smoothies and salads. It's the same thing with social media. It is all about balance. Just like a diet too, if you're too restrictive, you probably won't stick with it. So start slow and make it a lifestyle. If you want these tips and this so-called social media diet in written form, just head to my website, awolftv.com or check out the show notes. It's all right there for you. I encourage you to become more intentional and aware with your use of social media and your phone. Is it making you feel more or less connected? Remember, your phone needs to recharge and so do you. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions, I want to hear from you. Send me an email to momscallingpod at gmail.com. If you like the show, be sure to rate and review this podcast. See you next week for another episode of Mom's Calling on the Believe Network. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.